What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, May 22nd, 2014. You guys are listening to episode 160. Um, didn't know if I was going to get this one out this week because I am a little under the weather with this bullshit allergies and weather change, but um, feeling up to it today. I didn't want to miss the week. So uh, hopefully I can get back, get a short week, and get the other one out there early. Um, I did see that a bunch of people were catching up on some episodes. I got a big, uh, I don't know, jump up on uh, just social media talking about uh, like four episodes ago that people were, I don't know, I guess people were behind. And uh, I was getting a lot of comments on stuff that I uh, talked about weeks ago. So I'm glad... uh, you know, you listeners are catching up, so that's good, but I did want to put this one out there, even though I was feeling like shit this week, so uh, here we go, got a great show for you, um, got a lot of stuff to address because so many people were contacting me about previous podcasts, um, a lot of people, and, and thank you guys all for coming at me with um, the titles of the, the title uh, that you guys think I should name uh, my, uh, album, my debut album, which is going to be, uh, which actually I'm looking to do in a week, but, uh, it'll definitely be done within a month, a couple of different spots. So, uh, instead of announcing where I'm going to do it, I'm getting some sound guys and uh, I got some ideas to put this thing together. So hopefully that happens. It was funny. I got a lot of people telling me that they liked, uh, let me tell you something because when they listen to the podcast, uh, I preface things with that. Um, but I think I'm leaning towards not as awesome as this only because it's a joke in in my act that I'll never do after this album and it's going to be in that album and um it's you know it it's a it's a real story uh, about me and my wife and stuff so uh, I don't know 100% yet but I think I'm leaning towards naming the album not as awesome as this uh a lot of people liked that one and let me tell you something but then let me tell you something pulled ahead <clears throat> excuse me but I think I'm going to you know, I'm figuring that out, but thank you for everybody who said that. Also, I had a lot of people talking to me and commenting about how I wanted to get a farm animal because <laughs> my neighbor has a fucking bull running around his yard. Uh, people are like, dude, don't get a horse. Don't worry. My wife and I talked about it, and uh, yeah, she was not having it, and she made a lot of good points. Like, uh, Paul, do you know anything about horses? The answer to that is no. Do you know anything about housing a horse, what it costs, what it entails, what you have to do every day. The answer to all those questions was no. And by the time we were halfway through the conversation, I realized that um, I wasn't going to get a fucking horse or whatever farm animal I was deciding or (laughs) deciding on or thinking about, which is it's just so ridiculous that I would even do that. We don't even have a dog. And I was thinking about getting something that like I'd have to get like barrels of hay. Could you guys imagine me pulling up to my fucking house just with barrels of hay, throwing it into something, dealing with this horse that's like shitting everywhere? I got to buy like carrots and apples every day. I mean, it would be a mess. So (laughs) that's not going to happen. But I do appreciate your concern. (laughs) Some people were actually like giving me suggestions on what what animals to buy. And other people were just like, don't do it. I had some friends text me, don't get a horse. Um, but (laughs) now thinking back, I can't even believe I actually wanted to, um, maybe one day, maybe one day when I have enough money to never even have to fucking just, just have a bunch of staff on my property doing it. But then what's the use? 
You know, you ever think about that? Like these people that are so rich and they have all these things, but they're so busy and they just have other people do it so they can't even enjoy it. It's like, why do it? Like if I get a horse, I want to be the one to like see it every day. And you know what I mean? Like instead of just having somebody go, oh, your horse is doing good. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll check on him this month. Yeah, that That's shitty. Oh, speaking of horses, the um, this horse, California Chrome. I should probably talk about that in the sports segment because I want to do some uh, talk about this NBA playoffs going on. But this pretty cool, like this uh, small horse is going for a triple crown. First time since the firm did it in 1978. I'd love to go to that. If I think I'm in town, I think I'm going to go to Long Island and go see that. Um, but I'll talk about that more with um, with the sports. Uh, been kind of a light week for me, you know, feeling like shit. I did manage to get into the city a couple times, work out some new material, some new jokes that I'm working on um, for my next crop. So I guess you could say the beginning of my next album. I'm working on that now. But um, yeah, it's just kind of been a slow, shitty week. I was somebody that never had allergies. Okay, I don't know what happened, but I never got allergies until about, I would say, three years ago. And now I have them so bad that like it's I'm rubbing my eyes and sneezing like a fucking maniac. I don't I've this never happened to me before, but it sucks. Like, I mean, last night I'm sneezing, I'm rubbing my eyes. It felt like somebody threw fucking, you know, Clorox in my eyes. I can't breathe. I'm blowing my nose. I'm like, what the what what's going on here? Holy shit, man. You just want to scream because you can't do anything about it. Um, so I just, I mean, I took a painkiller. I did. I had some painkiller left from my surgery. And I just, uh, I took one just to fucking relax me. And I'm not going to lie, it worked. It really, <laughs> it really worked. Those Percocets, man, they'll tell you. Don't get addicted to it. I'm not promoting that. But if you have like one or two perks laying around the house, man, throw one down the chute and watch a movie. Epic. Epic. Um, I smoked a cigar. By the way, shout out to a comedian, Canadian comedian, Aaron Berg. Uh, Aaron is a friend of mine, and he is a fellow. There's like a small fraternity of comedians who smoke cigars, and like only we understand each other. You know, like sometimes I'll have a friend in the club, but I can't go in and hang out with the friend because I have this delicious cigar that I'm smoking and only the other comedians that smoke those cigars know. So we'll always be outside of the stand or sometimes I stand. There's another cigar place outside of stand-up New York and I'll just be, uh, you know, smoking a cigar and, and Aaron Berg, who's a, a, f- a very funny uh, comedian from Canada, he's a big-time you know, cigar aficionado, he, so he was telling me all these brands, and he's like, hey, man, I see that you're on the show tonight, I'm on the show tonight, he goes, I got, I got a cigar for you, and he brings me, so Aaron, I don't know if you're listening to this, dude, thank you, I already thanked you in person, but he brings me a Rocky Patel cigar called The Edge, now, I'm not a real big, um, I swear to God, this fucking cat, every time I do this podcast, I mean, the cat's are in the garage, which I'm excited about my garage, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm telling you, I got a lot of shit to talk about with the house. And and I realize, you know, I'm still a young man, but I'm, I'm starting to like shit that, I mean, I'm starting to fucking like shit that old dudes do. And I got to get into that. But now my fucking cat, I'm trying to talk, and I got the cat banging on the door. And, and, and you know, 
meowing and shit. It's driving me nuts. Um, so anyway, Rocky Patel are cigars that I normally don't smoke that much. Uh, I didn't really know much about them. People were telling me, oh, you got to try Rocky Patel. You got to try Rocky Patel. And Aaron brings me this Rocky Patel, and it's called The Edge. And I got to tell you, other than the Cubans that I was smoking in Canada, uh, this is one of the best I've had. So if you like cigars and you know you know about Rocky Patel and you didn't have one or you not you don't know too much about it, um, check it out. It's legal here. It's a. It's just a great cigar to get. Rocky Patel, the Edge. Oh man, it was. A, it's a great stick. So smoking those and uh, probably doesn't help when you're smoking those, feeling sick and having allergies. But my wife won't listen to this podcast. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. And I. I am full fledged addicted to cigars. I love a good cigar. It is by far one of my favorite things to do. People come to the comedy club and they know that I'm standing outside smoking one. Like I just, it's it's what I love to do. It is my, I don't know. It's just this peaceful, amazing. You know who annoy me? It's not going to be unacceptable for the week, but you know who annoy me? These people who are like, oh my god, that smells so gross. How could you smoke cigars? It smells so gross. It's it's like first of all. You don't know shit because you never smoked one. Second of all, people who ever smoked cigarettes and say that should be beaten. They should be beaten to death with a big cigar. Because, you know, don't fucking talk to me about, don't talk to me about, you know, a smell of something if you were a cigarette smoker. Now, somebody that's never smoked ever and they smell a cigar, it's okay, fine, I get it, you don't like it. But this over-exaggerated, like, oh my God, that makes me want to puke. Shut up. It's delicious. There is nothing, there is nothing like a good cigar and a good scotch or whiskey with it. Nothing. Nothing. I put that up against anything. Like in your leisure. Anything. What movie did he say? In your leisure. Oh, oh, that's a Brian Regan. In your leisure. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, sorry. That was just an off thought. Um, yeah, I mean... So, listen, if you don't like it, fine. If you see somebody smoking a cigar and it kind of bothers you, walk away. Or, you know, if if, if, the, if you're in a position where it's like really bothering you and you can't get away and you have a problem with the breathing, you go up to the person and say, listen, I, I really have a problem. Is there any way you could put that out? I get that. But these people who are like over the top thinking it's the most disgusting thing, it's like, no, it's not the most disgusting thing, okay? You sit on like piss-infested subways in New York City smells like urine all over the place. I think that's a little worse. But you have nobody to bitch and complain about because nobody's going to give a shit because it's a bigger picture. But you're going to give somebody who's smoking a cigar that much shit. It's like, you know, ignore this fucking cat. I'm letting the cat in. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm just letting the cat in. You guys are going to have dead air for about 10 seconds. I'm sorry. Fucking cat, dude. Trying to do the damn podcast. Uh, all right, everybody. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the fucking cats. It's just, it's just, you know, they just know. They're, I mean, I swear to God, if it's not your kids, it's your fucking pets. It's never just, it's never just nothing. All right. Anyway, by the way, I heard something cool about uh, a pit bull 
My brother was telling me that there's a video of a pit bull attacking a kid on a bike just went at his leg and that a cat just saved the kid or protected the kid where the cat just like came out and like darted just like like a fucking dart flew into the picture and flew into the dog and it freaked the dog out and the dog stopped attacking and the cat like got nasty on the dog and saved the kid, which is awesome. Uh, So there you go, cat haters, all right? Cat will save your kid from a fucking baby dragon. Um, so, yeah, don't be annoying with the cigar smoke, is all I'm saying, because some people are like, I was at a, I was at the club the other night, and it's one person, there was a couple people, but like, so like, oh, that smells, why are these guys smoking cigars, that smell, it's like, why do you think we're smoking, do you think it's disgusting to us, you stupid ass, do you think, do you understand that, like, that's your philosophy of, that's, that's your take on it? Okay, that's your sense is fine. That's great. But but like this whole idea of like they're shocked. How could they like it? It's like it, it's just so stupid. It's like how does anybody like a certain drink? Shut up. Mind your fucking business. You know, it, it's just annoys me. Um, but anyway, I got to get into the thing I did at the house this week. So this week, even though I was a little under the weather and stuff, um, you know, I had a lot of sh- shit to take care of. We're having a big party here. Big party here on Saturday. Uh, hopefully the weather is going to be all right. But um, it's my son's my my son's birthday party, his fifth birthday party, and then later it'll just be a lot of a you know a, the more adult party will be obviously later after the kids because the kids are like here for like an hour and a half. His classmates and all that they're going to play games, do all the shit that they do, have a great time. But then, you know, the adult party's going to come and, you know, a friend, I'll probably have friends show up late night and it, it'll be a lot of fun. So the one thing in the house that's not done, and uh, I can't believe I'm talking about this shit, but you know what? It's, it was my week. So uh, the loyalists will stick in there. <laughs> I, the one thing that I had to do in my house was, and, and it's kind of been, been uh, on our minds for about a year, was the garage. You know, we got a two-car garage. And we've only really been able to utilize one side of it because when we moved and shit, we've only been here a little over a year, just a ton of shit and all the stuff that we were just kind of not knowing if, you know, people were going to take pieces of furniture and not, not knowing if we were going to throw stuff away. You know, I'm not going to have a yard sale here. You know, I'm just not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking sit around and hang around and watch these fucking animals come out of the woodwork to get 82 bucks for the weekend. I'm not doing that shit because that's what happens. These animals see a tag sale sign. They come from all over. They start crawling out from rocks. Okay, they start coming in from fucking helicopter with parachutes to save 30 cents. I'm not doing it. So I'd rather throw the shit out or donate it somewhere, give it somewhere, than have somebody sit there and try to, you know, haggle me down from $3 to 2 on a fucking book. Like, I'm not doing it. So we had a lot of shit in the garage. And, um... It was just time to clear it out. So what I did was, you know, I took the initiative, getting points with the wife, everybody. Getting points with the wife is what I'm doing. So I decide, all right, I'm going to, I'm getting this thing clean. My wife is taking care of a lot of shit in our house. She's done a phenomenal job. My house looks great. You know, it's, it's all brand, it's, it's been, it's been phenomenal. And my wife, to her credit, even the things that annoyed me. She did a great job with. I have to give her that. Garage, I wanted to take care of. I wanted it clean. I wanted it nice. You know, it's a big, nice garage. It needed to be cleared out. So I have a dumpster. I get a dumpster dropped off to my house. 
one of those dumpsters that you have for a week and you just fill it up and they take it. I'm not driving anywhere. I'm not taking shit to a dump. I'm not doing that. Okay. I got an SUV and I got a sedan. I'm not putting all that shit in the cars. You know, then it rips up the leather or it rips up the, you know, the car, you know, scratches shit in the car and you got to make all these trips to a dump. I'm not doing that. Okay. So now the cat comes on the, fu- now the cat comes up here. Um, so what I say is let's get this dumpster. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to gut out the garage. We're going to clear it up. So my wife is going, I don't know. I don't know though. You know, it's just the, the, the dumpster might be too much. I don't know if we need it to, to get something that big. I don't know if we have enough stuff. If you actually look at it, we're not throwing that much stuff out. And I'm telling her, I'm going, what about the shed in the back? We got shit in the shed. I want to get it out. I want to just have everything clean. I don't want to have work to do. I want everything clean. I want to be able to just chill out and relax. I don't want shit to do. Because you know those people, those homeowners. I never wanted to be those homeowners. Like, ah, you're never done. You're never done. Is that always something? No, fuck that. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm not doing any more shit. I want to be done. I'm going to be done. Okay, maybe you're not done. Okay, but I'm going to be done. So I get, you know, my brother comes over. He's helping me. We're throwing shit in this dumpster. We clear out the shed in the back. Uh, I know half you people don't give a shit, but I, I'm, I'm I'm telling you what I did. And then we got out the, the um, just clear out the um, garage, make it look nice. There's space. I took it a step further. I went to Home Depot. I got a mop, everybody. I went, I got a mop. I got cleaner. I got all this shit. I'm mopping the fuck. I wanted to be able. I wanted to be able to eat spaghetti off the garage floor. So I get a mop, and um, if you hear that little like right now, that's the cat who's looking at me talking into a microphone and he's purring. That's my buddy Stanley. So um, that's what that noise is. But anyway, so sorry about the cat interruptions this episode. Uh, I mean, so. Um, I clear out the garage, wipe it down, everything's looking good, the dumpster starts getting filled, more filled, and it's just, it's great, and my brother goes, wow, I think you were right about this dumpster, and I go, yeah, I know, and I look over at my wife, and my wife knows, she's like, oh, shit, he made a, he made a good call, he, he did it right, which I did, so now we have all the space in the garage, the garage looks great, we got the dumpster getting picked up tomorrow. We don't even have to put garbage out tonight, because everything goes in this dumpster. I highly recommend if you have shit at your house or if you have like garbage or if you don't do the tag sale, don't do the thing. Here's what you do. Donate the clothes to a church or one of those dump offs where like, you know, kids somewhere broke can fucking have it. You know, a family who needs it. You give them shoes. You give them all that. That's a nice thing to do. But don't, for the love of God, don't try to make 75 bucks on a weekend by putting some shitty old like you know, baby pool that you think somebody's going to want. Nobody wants it. It's shit. I told my wife, she's like, well, why can't we sell a couple of these things? I go, here's why. Because if I, I don't, if somebody comes to the house, I don't want to even know somebody that's willing to put their kid in another kid's like pool or like another kid's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't, some, it's just ridiculous. Just go buy a new one. And I know it sounds like, oh, well, some people don't have money, but it's like, what do you, for what? You're going to buy a, you know, you can buy the, some of this shit at a dollar store. Just, it, just get it out. Just throw it out. But I recommend getting the dumpster. 
dumpster. You could get a dumpster for like, I didn't even, it wasn't even a lot of money. It was like a couple hundred bucks and then like 85 bucks a ton. And how many people have a ton of shit? Literally, you know, you're probably not going to have two tons. You probably, it'd probably be like 85 bucks. It's like 85 bucks a ton. It's a great deal. Get rid of all the shit in the, ha- in the house that you don't want. And here's the best part. They deliver it and pick it up. You can't beat that. So that's what I got going on. But here's how I know that I am embracing being a homeowner and maturing in my life. Here's how I know. Because my wife and I were at Home Depot and um, we were buying mulch. And I, I, I liked it. I liked it. That, that's all I could say. I, I, I genuinely was enjoying buying mulch. My wife was planting shit outside and she was like, does this look good? And I was like, yes, it does. It looks amazing, actually. This is great. So I got the whole front yard mulched. I mean, if you guys have been listening to my podcast for the past three years, I mean, you, you would have never thought, I mean, I would have never said shit like this. But I got to tell you, you take pride in it. Take pride in your garage. I catch myself staring at people's roofs now because I know my roof is good. Like my, I'm a roof guy. Like whenever we were looking at all these houses we were looking at, I was looking at roofs. I'd look at the roof and I would be like, all right, that's a clean roof. They got years on that roof. Or I'd look at one and be like, yeah, whoever gets that's fucked because that, that, that's got a year left, if that. that I'm, you're looking at, you know, 15 grand right now. Our roof is awesome. And uh, no, there's certain things that you just take pride in with the house. So the house is looking good. The party's going to hopefully be good because, uh, you know, a lot of people are coming. It's just obviously it's probably going to rain or whatever. So who knows? Who knows how that's going to work out? So that's what's going on. That's what's been going on in the Verzi household. Sorry if I bored you with that. I know I usually don't talk about my my personal shit that much about my house, ha- you know, but I just, that, that's what was going on. So why don't you all look in the mirror? Why don't you all go into your garage after this episode? I want you to go home and look at your garage and you figure out if you got your shit together. I'm going to start judging people on their garages now. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't because if you judged me on my garage the past year, you'd be like, well, yeah, they may be all right inside the house, but the gar- this garage is fine. This is a mess. But not anymore. Um, okay. So uh, here we go. Let's get into some unacceptables. I got a lot of stuff to address. I got some funny stuff from um, from you, the listeners. So we'll do a few of those. I also want to address some fan stuff. Uh, some people contacted me. I'm on Facebook. I want to talk to, about them. I have an unacceptable for the week. We'll get into sports. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So now, just make sure I covered everything. I talked about that. Uh, yeah, okay. All right, good. So here's some unacceptables. But before I get into them, actually, let me just address um, something that I said that I was going to address in a podcast. Um, a, a fan or supporter, uh, named Gabe, uh, Gabe, Gabe Fetters said, wrote me something and he said, um, I don't have it in front of me, but the gist of it was like, Hey man, are you and Bill Burr or you and Joe Bartnick or, you know, Lawhead or just the guys that, you know, kind of our crew, our clique. How come you guys never come out to Alaska? You know, and he was saying, is it because of ticket sales? You don't think ticket sales will be good because it will. This is an untapped market. Nobody really knows. And Anchorage and the Fairbanks and all that stuff are are, are really nice places. And and people would come out and support. And uh, to be honest with you, Gabe, it's funny that uh, you wrote that message to me because uh, we are looking into it right now. 
Uh, I would love to perform in Anchorage, Alaska. That is something that I'm working on, and hopefully I will get that done. By Hopefully I will be out in Alaska performing uh, before the year's out. So that's something, and I'll also be talking to my buddies and uh, sit down and see if maybe we could even get the all-in tour for a weekend out there. Um, so obviously have our managers or, you know, whoever is going to look into uh, – you know, when the agents book it, like what venue would make sense, uh, the amount of shows we'll do, the amount of tickets they think we could sell, but that is definitely something that we want to do. It's something that I've been talking about and something that's probably going to get done. I really want to get to perform in some of the states that I have not, um, you know, that I've not been performing, that I haven't really done a lot in. I recently, uh, I also, I got some South Beach dates. I'm going to be in South Beach, Miami at the Comedy Inn. I'm going to be there. I believe it's it's August. The, that date just came in. I'll confirm that, um, like the date on the next podcast or, or plugs because obviously I have time for that. I'm going to be also in New Orleans at uh, the Lucky Comedy Club or Lucky's Comedy Club. It's a brand new comedy club that opened in March. I think I'm going to be there this summer too. And uh, it looks like I'm going to be going out to uh, working on um, Arizona. I'm going to be out in Arizona. And uh, so just a lot of different places. But uh, Alaska, to answer your question, is on the radar and it's something that we're trying to get done. And I would love, love, love to be out there and uh, perform for the people of Alaska. So thank you for uh, for that. And I told you that I would address it. And I did. You want to know why, Gabe? Because I'm a man of my damn word. And I got a clean garage. Okay, now, here are unacceptables for the week. And I have to apologize if I'm leaving your unacceptable out because I got more this week than I've ever got. To You know, there's a ton to read through. I also got some on Facebook. Actually, one of the ones I got on Facebook is part of the is part of the view that I picked this week. So if I left you out, please keep them coming and I will eventually get to it. And I will pay attention to somebody if they've, you know, continuously do it. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely get you in if, you know, I, it obviously has to be a good one. Like some people send some good ones. Some people send some obvious ones. Some people send some ones that I've already addressed. So those I obviously will leave out. But if you have a good unacceptable and it's, you know, something different and, and unacceptable, I will definitely talk about it, okay, so I did leave some people out, but I will get to them, so keep them coming, okay, here we go, unacceptable for the week from the fans, and then I will do mine, and then we'll we'll get into sports, all right, unacceptable, this was from, uh, this was from somebody on Facebook, not Twitter, and uh, this dude's name is Brian Maxwell, so Brian, here you go, I liked it too, he wrote this thing to me. I don't have the whole entire story here, but I, I wrote it down, the gist of what, what he said. And basically said that he was at a bar or something with his buddies, and a woman kept asking to for them to guess her, her age. And she kept saying, guess my age, and they, they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to be rude. They didn't want to, you know, upset a woman, of course. That's a crazy question for a woman to ask because, you know, a guy's going to get himself into trouble. That's what happens. You know, a woman is very sensitive with this shit, and this woman was apparently just kept asking, asking, and saying, you know, what's my age? And um, I guess Brian, I guess was saying, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't want to fucking, I don't know. So finally, she was persistent, and he said that he thought she looked thirty-eight, but to be safe on the safe side, where he doesn't offend her. This seems like a good dude to me already. He says, all right, I'm going to just say 32, but she she looks 38. I'm going to say 32. 
So he finally, after her just prying and prying and prying, he finally says 32. She goes, no, what the fuck? She's 28. And she just loses her mind and she causes a big scene and, and she just starts freaking out, getting upset and feels really insulted and upset. Meanwhile, he tried to prevent it so much time. Absolutely 150% unacceptable. And that girl, as, 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 as mean as this may sound, is a selfish cunt. There is no other words for it. Okay? You know... She is somebody that is why you need a female bodyguard because she will get out of line and you could have a female bodyguard just smack her in the face. That is absolutely unacceptable. It's a great one and that's why it's number one for the week on the show. Uh, Episode 160, the number one one from the fan, Brian Maxwell, the chick that asks him to guess the age. He guesses it and she freaks out on him and causes a scene. Absolutely unacceptable. That is unacceptable, and I'm not trying to be a dick here to women. I'm really not, but only a woman would do that shit. No guy would be like, oh, guess my favorite team, bro. No, just guess my favorite team, dude. I'll tell you where I'm from. Just guess my favorite team. And the, and the guy's like, I don't know. You like fucking the Bears? The Bears? What the fuck, this guy? I told you I was from. It's like, it's just, a dude wouldn't do that. It. This is just an insecure woman who needs Obviously, first of all, and if she looks 38, she probably knows she looks like shit. She's probably haggard. And, and and you know what it is? Her shitty personality is why she's aging like that. You know, she's wearing her fucking age. Or, she, or she's wearing her personality. Because she seems like a weathered, haggard bitch who just is looking for an opportunity. It also seems like she's an alcoholic because if somebody's in a bar being that persistent and then gets the answer like that and fights, seems to me that she's... It's not her first go around with that. So completely unacceptable. It's a great unacceptable, Brian. Thank you. Okay. Next unacceptable for the week. This one was funny and really relatable. This dude, uh, Aaron Carcamo. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Aaron Carcamo. Uh, if I if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. The Twitter feed is at A underscore R-O-N-C-24. Stadiums with huge lines to take a piss, but there's like no divider. So it's just like a bunch of dudes standing next to each other. And he says, um, I don't want to, you know, walk into a room full of exposed dicks. That is so funny. And like, you know, the the best, and it is unacceptable. The fact that these state, some of these like state-of-the-art, you know, uh, stadiums, they just, they don't look at the bathroom as like what it should be. And it should be like a private... They just look at it as, wow, yeah, there's 80,000 people in here. Let's just get them in and out. Is it going to cost you that much more? You're already spending half a billion dollars on a thing. Can you just get dividers up so you don't have to do that fake, like, look up at the ceiling and break your neck, look forward, you know, look down at your shoes? You know what I mean? Because even, like, a glimpse of a dude's dick, like, even if you catch, like, the tip of a dude's head, like, if you... You know what I mean? It, It just fucks you up. Like, it ruins your walk back. To the seat, you're like, ah, I kind of caught a dick, you know, there was a dick in my peripheral, and now it, it, it's fucked up, so, you know, I agree with you here on this one, man, I, I totally think uh, that that's unacceptable, I think that these stadiums, wherever you go, I think any bathroom, forget stadiums, 
Okay, and this is somewhere along the lines of what my my unacceptable for the week is going to be. I got one more after this one, and then I'll, I'll get into mine. But I think if you're spending all this money on these stadiums, the least you could do is let the laboratory be a little bit like, okay, cool, man. I, I could I could go in there and just, just put the virus up. I'm not saying you need leather seats in there. I'm not saying you need TVs in there, although that would be awesome if there was like little TVs in, in the stalls and stuff. But... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying somebody's got to go and take a piss real bad. And, 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 you know, the thing is when you're at a stadium, especially a stadium, people are taking long pisses because people have been drinking, you know, pints of beer, all these innings, all these, you know, the, the, all the, the whole game, you know. So you're going in there. You know, when you're young, you piss real fast. I, when I was a little kid, I always would look and I'd be like, why is that guy still there? You know, I'd just do those quick pisses and you're just out. You know, and then you see a dude sitting there, like, really unloading his bladder. And, um, you know, I just feel that these people have been drinking beer for hours. You know they're going to be standing there, and they're going to have to look up at the ceiling and stuff. So absolutely unacceptable. Uh, I really laughed at your, I don't want to walk into a room full of exposed dicks. So uh, thank you, uh, Aaron. I, I, I like it. I like it. That's a great unacceptable because I actually had that experience at a stadium not too long ago. Okay, the next one is, uh, oh, this one. Yeah, this one would get me mad too, so this is why I put this one on. I hope I don't butcher your name here, dude. Um, Elzer Ang. Last name, I believe, is um, O-N-G. Yeah, yes. Elzer Ang. I'm sorry, Elzer, if I'm fucking this up. Twitter feed is at... Um, E is it Izer or Elzer? I don't know. The Twitter feed is at uh, E I Z R, E I Z E R. Anyway, uh, I, I'm sure I'm fucking it up. I'm sorry. Fuck, send me a message and I'll correct it. Um, this dude said, <laughs> said a fat tub of shit woman. That's how you know somebody's mad when his unacceptable starts. But apparently there was a fat girl watching a TV or I assume her her phone watching TV on her phone or watching a TV show in a library laughing loudly and he said like animals which really made me laugh um, first of all the fact that the library would allow that is ridiculous and unacceptable in itself but it seems like you were in the library trying to get shit done and good for you dude because like libraries I mean who the fuck goes to a library anymore um, but the fact that you were sitting there trying to get something done and some fat girl was watching a TV show laughing out loud is extremely annoying and, uh, and unacceptable on many levels. She should have been, she should have been, I don't know what you said because in the message or whatever, I think you just tweeted this to me, but it didn't say that she was, uh, what you said or did. Um, but yeah, that's just rude, man. It's just rude. It's, it's completely unacceptable and it's something where, you know, I don't want to, I swear to God, I'm really not trying to pick on women, but it seems like, and this is going to sound so bad, but I don't care. I don't care. I've been sick for a while, whatever. If you notice, right, the unacceptables that I read, and I didn't even, real, I didn't even do it in that pattern. I'm just realizing it now. Woman who kept asking about her age, fat girl being loud. This is, a, this is all insecurities, Okay. I don't think if that girl was happy with herself, okay, I don't think she would be laughing loudly and obnoxiously like an animal in a library where it's clearly known, it's common knowledge to be quiet and shut your mouth in a library. When I when I think of library, I, he, I hear 
echoed footsteps and I, I just go, shh, 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 shh. That's what I think of. So the fact that this chick was doing it, she wants attention. She's fat. She's probably lonely. And um, she wants a little she wants a little attention. So completely unacceptable. I hope you told her to shut her fat mouth. Okay. Moving on now to my unacceptable for the week. I take my kids. All right, this is unacceptable. I take my kids to, to an Italian restaurant. And sometimes I go to this place um, on a Friday night with them before I go to the city to perform because this is kind of like halfway to my wife's job. So I'll pack the kids up, take my son and daughter to this restaurant. My wife will meet me. I'll hand off the kids to her. And then I go to the city and go to work. I go to this restaurant. The food's not bad. My daughter ordered a slice of pizza because they have a nice pizzeria also. And it's a great restaurant. So both. And I'm cutting my daughter's slice of pizza. And the fucking silverware bent. And it didn't just like slightly bend because like I was really forcefully hard. Like this thing... I mean, I was basically just using it for leverage, using the fork for leverage, cutting the pizza with a knife for my two-year-old daughter, and the fork just bent like 90 degrees. It, it was just, it was the most, unex- I'm looking around and I'm going, are you are you kidding me? And as soon as it happened, the first thing that went off, I go, well, there's unacceptable for the week, and I just had it stuck in my head. I had a lot of unacceptables that I could have done, unacceptable for this week is a nice, good Italian restaurant having silverware that bent. (laughs) I hear Sebastian Maniscalco's voice going, aren't you embarrassed? (laughs) It's the most ridiculous thing. How How can you do that? It's like it's the same thing with these restrooms and no dividers. Can you can you make it just a little? Can you just splurge a little bit? It's like you already have the establishment. You're making money. This place is packed. The pizzeria of this place is packed, okay, and the restaurant does well, so they're making money. And you're gonna have silverware in a restaurant. It almost makes me say I never want to go to this this place again. What else are they skimping on? This is the shit that these are the tools I'm using to eat with. Unacceptable unacceptable first of all any silverware bending okay the fact that you could even buy that shit is just the cheapest bullshit in the world silverware that bends why don't you just go to the dollar store and get a bunch of fucking plastic you know italian flag colored plastic forks and knives green white and red ones and just have those out there and try to be like oh yeah it's the colors of the thing at least there at least there you're not faking it unacceptable I actually felt like less of a father cutting my daughter's pizza while the fork was just bending in half in my hand like I was a fucking superhero. I, it was just bending as if I was Superman and I couldn't control my superpowers and, and, and I'm in a pizzeria. <laughs> it was so stupid. It, it's unacceptable for the week. Um, so that's my... That's my uh, unacceptable for the week. Thank you guys very much for the unacceptables. I want to thank, and I'm going to butcher the names again, Brian Maxwell, uh, Aaron uh, Kerkamo, and uh, Elzer Ong. Thank you. If I messed up the names, let me know. Uh, My bad, but uh, those were funny. I really liked them. The asking of the age, the stadium, uh, (laughs) no dividers, and uh, laughing loudly watching TV. 
from a fat girl in a library. Um, so those are the unacceptables. Keep them coming, and I will put. I'm doing this every week. People seem to really like the fact that I'm involving you know my listeners in this. So uh, thank you guys, and continue. I will pick more. Keep them coming, and um, but be a re- like that's the thing. I'm not gonna pick one. Like a couple of people were just saying easy ones, obvious ones. You know, flush the toilet when you take a shit. It's like, I mean, although I got to tell you, <laughs> I think this was on one of my shows, but, um, and I, I, I believe in my heart this was done on purpose, but when me and my wife were looking for a home, one of the houses that we got close to and we liked, one of the bathrooms, one of the toilets had shit in it. And I'm going, this was somebody that didn't want to move and they were fighting with whoever put like the listing out. Like, I don't want to move. Fuck that. Let's stay. No, we're moving. We got to move. We got to get out of here. And they were like, yeah, okay. When's the next showing? We got a showing tomorrow at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. This guy's just eating shit. This guy's just like fast-fooding it up at like noon, holding it in, holding it in. And he's like, all right, I'm going to leave these people something. And I remember just looking at it and laughing, and it was just so unacceptable. I didn't even know what to I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, but it had to be done on purpose. There's no way you're going to have a showing of all things. Think about that. You know what it's like. I mean, if you ever bought a house or sold or, or you know, sold a house or something, you make it look perfect and it'd be a shit in the thing. It's just like, <laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, so, yeah, but if you want me to read off the unacceptable, have it be like something a little, little unique, a little different, you know, um, and, and I'll do it because I have fun with it. Moving on to sports, guys. I have been watching. I have been watching the um, NBA playoffs, and I love it. And a lot of people are like, oh, the NBA sucks. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I think there's a lot of you know stars in there. There's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of things that I root for. Um, I'm sick to my stomach with how the Pacers cannot close out a game. I want to make something really clear. Okay, and I know half you guys are going to like this, and the other half of you guys aren't going to like it. But I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna talk about why people don't like the Miami Heat, because I was at a I was at a club the other night and everyone's going. Why do people hate them so much? First of all, I always hated them. Forget the LeBron James and the way that these guys stack their team. Forget that. I'm a New York Knicks fan. The New York Knicks and the Miami Heat have been a rivalry from the early '90s. Okay, when um, what's his name flipped over was it P.J. Brown? flipped over um, Charlie Ward and it was that, that whole team with Chris Childs and the fights and, and all the stuff that happened and Allen Houston knocking down that shot in the you know best of five series I think it was game five and he runs down the court and pumps his fist that whole thing I mean I don't like the heat so much that I remember I was in a Macy's in New York City and Chris Childs was there signing autographs and I went there and I remember when Chris Childs signed my little Knicks badge that I had one of those like patches that just was the logo I said to him, thank you so much for beating the Heat. And he smiled and laughed. So I just want to make that clear. So all these people go, you just hate him because LeBron. No, I fucking hated this team when Ronnie Sykley was on the team. Okay, I hated this team when Riley went there after the Knicks. I always did not dislike this team. Let me get that out of the way. Okay, so anybody go, no, everybody hates them. No, no, I've always hated them. Now. I was talking to I was talking to Bill Burr about this. He agrees. I was talking to some other. Me, usually, me and Bill don't agree on everything in sports. I was talking to uh, uh, other people that are not biased, have no bias against any team. But and I know my buddy Chris Lamberth, um, who you guys know from my show, and he has his podcast, The Mundane Festival. Good friend of mine, uh, good comic too. 
and he he's you know he he loves LeBron and he loves this whole he's on some fucking you know he's on like he wants to see him do good whatever. Um, but I was talking to him and I said, no matter what happens, LeBron James's legacy is tainted, and these 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 titles that Miami's got is tainted and doesn't look right and will end throughout history. And he's like, no, that's you. No, it's really not me. And here's why, okay. And and a lot of people think, and I'm not I'm not just take you know this is not just Chris. Uh, I'm coming after you, Lamberth, on my fucking podcast. No, what I'm saying is, when you have a team that features two of the greatest players of their position, maybe ever, in Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, and then you add a Chris Bosh, and then oh, to secure another title, let's just get Ray Allen, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Okay, so for anybody, for anybody out there to say that. Um, you know, and maybe I'm a hypocrite because I, I root for the Yankees, but I will tell you people this. In the 2009 World Series, when the Yankees won the World Series, I was not, like, thrilled about it. I didn't fucking, you know, I was like, oh, I got to go to the parade. I didn't even really, I just watched them win it. I didn't, like, celebrate that much. I watched them win it, and I was like, okay, how sad is that, that you watch your favorite baseball team win the World Series, and then you close the TV and go to bed. That's where it was at because they had A-Rod in the infield. They had Jeter in the infield. They had Robinson Cano in the infield. It's, it's just, like, it's such a joke. To spend all the money and have that. So my problem with LeBron James and the Miami Heat and, and is LeBron James is the greatest player out there right now. And he's the most talented player out there. What I'm upset about for him is that guy did something and made a decision that will haunt him and his legacy forever. And I'm glad. And no matter what people say about the Heat, he will be looked at as a guy who won a, a championship because a bunch of guys got together, decided they were all going to play on the same team and have an all-star team and win. And that's why I say fuck them and I root against them. And and um, that being said, you know, I'm not taking away the guy's talent. I'm not taking away the guy's... what the, I mean, the guy's great. I mean, what else can you say? The guy's great. He's the best player in the world. But he's paired up with other greats who are clearly better above and beyond so it's not it's nothing good it's not anything that Miami Heat does is not they're supposed to do and that's what the Yankees put me in that position you're supposed to win now moving on to the Pacers and I hope a lot of Miami Heat fans just heard that and I hope it fucking sits with you because that's what it is people that's the realness of what it is as much as you want to sit there and deny anything that I just said at the end of the day it is an all-star team that should win and it's a bullshit ring. It's a ring that 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 they could have made right now, and it would be a, maybe a surprise if they didn't get it. But although I don't think they're going to win it this year, uh, and here's why: because the Spurs showing me now that they are really have a chip on their shoulder. What happened last year? I mean that that game was all but won. The fact that Tim Duncan wasn't in the game to get a rebound was crazy, and it was just whatever. It happened. It bounced to Ray Allen. He hits a shot. LeBron didn't do shit too. LeBron was having. LeBron got so bailed out in that finals by Ray Allen because he had a horrible game. He had turnovers. He had turnovers in the last minute of that game when they were wheeling when they were wheeling the trophy out to the Spurs. LeBron James was turning the ball over, and then Ray Allen gets the kick out. And I'll toot my own horn on this one and say I said and I said right before the season started last year they will repeat. Because of the signing of Ray Allen. And Ray Allen hit that shot. Again, yeah, they got to sign a Hall of Famer to, to do it. Fuck the Heat. Now, here's my thing. The Pacers beat them in first game. They played selfless basketball. They passed the ball everywhere. They were making an extra pass. It was like watching goddamn Hoosiers. It was unbelievable. 
Second game, they got afraid. They got afraid to win the game. They got outcoached. My buddy Giannis Papas was he was beside himself. He was like, dude, they got outcoached. It was ridiculous how bad Vogel got coached. Jason Lawhead had me crying in tears. Going, get the fuck out of here. I would call Vogel right into the office and go, pack your shit and get the fuck out of here. That's what he's saying it just like that too. Because if I was Larry Bird, I would have went down there on that bench. I would have went down there on that bench if I was Larry Bird and I said, you know something, nobody listen to another fucking word he says. He's going out to clean out his office. This guy's a fucking asshole. This guy, get the, get your shit and get the fuck out of here. And I'm just laughing my ass off. And he goes, I mean, Vogel's coaching a day. And for you people that don't know Jason Lawhead, he talks really fast. And when he gets passionate about sports, it's one of my favorite things to witness. Like you could watch, you would be entertained watching me watch Jason Lawhead. He is one of my favorite people to watch speak do impressions, anything. I just watch him and I cry. Okay. And he's going, fucking Vogel, fuck it. He goes, this guy's coaching a team like they're up. They're like, they're up three games to now. And he's just trying to go win the thing back at their place. And I'm just crying, you know. So people were talking about how they got out coached. What I saw was a team turning the ball over in the fourth quarter when you have a lead. You know, you just can't do it. And you especially can't do it against an all-star team. So, you know, they just didn't want to win the game. It was it was sad to see. It sucked. I thought that they had a chance to uh, go up two games to none, and you know, assure coming back to any you know to Indy for a game six or seven. You know, you thought that they could do that, and and they didn't. And it let me know that the team is just not ready and just not good enough and not disciplined enough. So uh, that sucked. Now the Spurs, different story. The Spurs are so well coached. They're so deep. They have their bench is ridiculous. Kawhi Leonard's ridiculous. I mean, Tim Duncan is. I mean, dropping twenty six and then fifteen. And Ginobili shit the bed last year, and they still almost won the title. Now he's actually playing. Tony Parker's Tony Parker. They got that uh, Tiago Splitter guy who's a good role player. They just have good guys off the bench. Boris Diaw. They have a lot of. Um, I think the San Antonio Spurs would not. You know, they're experienced. They know how to win. They're not going to turn the ball over in a crucial part of the game, and they're never going to get out coached. And I think for that reason, with Miami not being as good as I think that that's the only shot you got for them to, to win. And I think that uh, with what happened last year, the Spurs, the Spurs might do it. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that I think Miami's definitely going to lose, but I think that this is the best the best shot for them to lose will be San Antonio, and I think San Antonio has a, a really good shot to do it. So I'm into it, as you guys can tell. I mean, that's how sad it is that I know, like, the whole roster of the San Antonio Spurs and the Knicks stink, and I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, I did watch some hockey, though. I watched some hockey. I was watching some of the Ranger game, and, um, you know, just going back and forth. It's a pretty big deal, man. Rangers are getting close to being in the Stanley Cup Finals, which is cool. Um, And uh, that's pretty much it for sports. Haven't really been too much into the Yankees, although I know Tanaka's doing doing great. I know he's only got one loss. I think he's like 6-1. and one. I'm going to start... Well, I'm going to have no choice but to pay attention to baseball when basketball's over. So that's pretty much when that's going to happen. But that is sports. I uh, root really hard against the Miami Heat. Tainted legacy assholes. You know what I hope, too? I hope, like, in 25 years... You know, like or whenever they're just older and they're just talking, and somebody says something, and everybody goes, and everybody remembers. You know, LeBron James got a couple of rings, but you know, we all know how he did it, just going and piling on. I would just love that for him to sit on that. I, I know that sounds like I sounds like I got a vendetta against the guy, but I just, I just want, I just want that. I don't know why. Just you know, 
He should have came to the Knicks. I'm bitter. Um, <laughs> okay, movies. I did not see anything, but I want to go tonight. I want to go tonight to see uh, Godzilla. I'm hearing good things about Godzilla. Uh, somebody, this comic that I saw down at the stand was like, I'm in the movie theater looking up going, there's no way Verzi could not like this movie. So they're telling me that it it, it might be... But it, I heard that Cranston, Brian Cranston was great. I heard that the build-up to Godzilla showing up is awesome. I heard the effects were great. Um, I heard the story wasn't bad. Went on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it, I think, a 74 or a 75%. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm not a big critic guy, but Rotten Tomatoes is, is, is pretty good, man. They're, they're probably the best one. So Godzilla it is. I think I'm going to go tonight with uh, one or both of my brothers. I'm going to try to see if I can get that going. Um... And that's it. I haven't seen anything else. I'm trying to think if I... No, that's it. So let me get into some plugs here. And then I'm going to try to have a quick turnaround, guys, with the next podcast. I'm going to um, try to, uh, you know... I mean, I hope this doesn't... What I'm afraid of is i got to go to Cleveland next Wednesday. And I'm just afraid. I don't want this term full-fledged sickness. So if that happens, you know... But if not, I'm going to try to get the next podcast out on, on regular time. Plugs, the All-In Tour, East Coast leg of the All-In Tour will be Wednesday, kicks off Wednesday, I'm so psyched to be back with Bartnick and Lawhead, we're going to have a great time, the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast presents Tour, the All-In Tour, I'm sorry, the Bill Burr Monday Morning Podcast presents the All-In Tour, East Coast leg, we will begin on the 28th of May. And uh, we will be there until June 1st. Uh, If you go to my Facebook, I have a link for tickets. I also have a link for tickets on my Twitter right now. If you're in that area, it is Jason Lawhead's hometown. It is going to be insane. We have already been selling a lot of tickets. They got a little coming attraction clip of it uh, that I'll put up. So I'm excited about that. And um, that will be, again, May May 28th through June 1st. And the tickets are available right now. Um, on June 12th through the 14th, I will be at um, I will be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, so that's going to be great, and uh, some other dates too. So all updated stuff. You could go to uh, paulverzi.com and uh, and and uh, you'll see all the dates. Go to my Twitter at paulverzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you so much. Keep the um, unacceptables coming. And I will read them off. Thank you for the comments on iTunes. Keep those coming. And uh, please keep telling your friends to keep listening. I really appreciate everybody. And you people who are backlogged and, and still, you know, catching up, I appreciate it too. So thank you. This has been episode uh, 160. And uh, Oh, and also, yeah, the Boston dates too. We got the Boston dates for the all-in tour. And I, I forgot we're also going to be in Helium in Philadelphia. So June will be the Stress Factory and Philadelphia, um, back to back. So you could check that out on the website. Um, all right, that's the show. And until next week, and I'm trying to get it out on Monday, uh, Monday night, uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks.